Welcome to Bellies, Babies, and Birth. My name is Amy Vanderlinden, and I'm a physical therapist specializing in pelvic health and myofascial work. I have a passion for helping women thrive throughout pregnancy, delivery, and that postpartum period so that they can get back to the activities they love. This podcast is to help provide education and resources and also to build community, particularly here in the Phoenix Valley. Enjoy! Welcome to another episode of Bellies, Babies, and Birth. I'm happy to be with you guys today and be bringing you an extra special guest. Her name is Stephanie, and she is both a sleep sense coach and a love and logic coach. And she also has her master's in education and her master's in social work, which is kind of mind boggling. And by the way, she also happens to be my sister. So uh, obviously that's extra fun for us to be doing this podcast call today. So please uh, join me in welcoming my sister, Stephanie Johnson. Hi everyone, I'm so happy to be with you today. So why don't you start, oh sorry, go ahead. Just yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and how you got into all of these different areas of loving working with kids and families. Well, I think I've uh, always loved kids ever since I was a kid myself. I can remember my mom holding me up in church and counting the heads of babies. Um, And it's just always been something I've been passionate about. Um, I started out as a teacher and taught second grade for seven years. And between those years, I stayed at home with my twin girls who are now 17 they gave me a lot of opportunities to learn how important sleep is and the importance of not only my own sleep but getting them to sleep um and also with the love and logic i actually was introduced to love and logic as a teacher Uh, my principal my first principal sent me to a training and i fell in love with it Uh, it's just a really loving way to set limits and and deliver consequences when those limits aren't met um, in an empathetic way so that children can really look internally to discover the reasons why they may be acting out. Uh, Let's see. So then after my teaching career, I decided that the impact I was having on families was not great enough, although I had children for eight hours each day. Uh, I did still send them home to environments in which they struggled. So I went into social work and got my master's degree from the University of Denver in 2014. I then went into uh, child welfare and was a caseworker for three years. I did love that job. It was uh, very challenging and there was a lot of secondary trauma involved but I did feel like I was finally having the ability to impact families in a way that was positive. After that, I kind of had a position fall into my lap as a substance abuse counselor at a inpatient treatment facility called Cedar in Denver, Colorado. And I've been there since October of 2017. I've just recently added the sleep consultation to my parenting toolbox, 
and my ability to help parents. And so I'm really putting a lot of focus on that right now, trying to help parents with, with sleep training their kiddos. What was it that made you want to add that? Cause I know you've done the love and logic coaching and then that's been something you've really wanted to help parents with and help families, you know, just have better boundaries and parents feel like they have more input and control with what their kids are doing without yelling, without, you know, saying crazy unenforceable statements. You're talking about that yesterday, but um, what made you want to focus on sleep with especially, you know, babies and toddlers and things? Well, I have seen so many parents who are just exhausted and at the end of their rope and they just don't know what to do. Uh, nowadays, the Ferber method or uh, otherwise known as crying it out is very much frowned upon and scares parents, which I can understand. Um, nobody likes to listen to their babies cry without going to them and trying to do everything in your power to make them comfortable and happy again. Yet, uh, that didn't leave much room for parents to have any other methods of helping their kiddos learn independent sleep skills and sleep through the night. So I did some research and found Dana Obelman's program uh, called Sleep Sense. And I talked with her and I talked with some other consultants and realized that it was exactly what I was looking for. Uh, it's certainly not cry it out. Uh, there are two different methods that parents can choose from that I will support them with. And I just really thought that adding that to the love and logic would be a, a good, it would round everything out um, for me and, and what I'm able to offer to parents. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think one thing, you know, I see a lot of women and new moms and everything also. And one thing, especially with first time moms, and I remember struggling with this, there's so many different things you're paying attention to with their baby, right? Like how's breastfeeding going? Are they pooping? And sleep is a big piece of it. And you're so sleep deprived yourself as a new mom that it's hard to know even you know, what's normal. And so maybe you can talk to us a little bit about what, I mean, there's a, I know there's also a big range of normal, so nothing's carved in stone exactly, but maybe you can give us some general guidelines that would be helpful about how much babies should be sleeping and, um, at different ages. Sure. Well, you're absolutely right, Amy. It is so hard as a new parent. And even when you have had children prior to the child you are currently parenting. Their kids are all different. And, you know, every book tells you to do something different. And so you're inundated with all of this information. And it's hard to decipher which information you should go with. Um, and when you're sleep deprived, that makes everything even more difficult. I've always said when I'm well rested, I can accomplish amazing things. But when I'm sleep deprived, forget about it. I can hardly get through the day. So that's, that's so, so accurate. And I'm sure resonates so much with so many new parents. Um, as far as the general guidelines for amounts of sleep that babies should be getting, you're right. It definitely varies and not all children need exactly the same amounts, but, um, 
I definitely do have some guidelines that could be helpful to new parents and parents of um, even young, older kiddos, uh, toddler age. So I think the most important thing to pay attention to that first year is not exactly what time are they going down for bedtime or nap time. It's more the amount of time that they're spending awake before they're being offered the opportunity to go to sleep. Um, and so let me give you that information first. A newborn to a three-month-old, so that age range, newborn to three months, really can't tolerate any more than about 45 minutes of awake time. So that equates to about three to four naps per day that they should be getting. A three to six month old, their amount of wake time is an hour and a half to two hours. They really shouldn't be awake any longer than two hours uh, before they're offered the opportunity to go to sleep. So that's about three naps per day. Obviously this depends on the amount of sleep they're getting at night, which we can talk about that in a little while. Uh, nine to 12 months, they should be getting three to four hours. I mean, sorry, they should not be awake any more than three to four hours, which equates to one to two naps per day. And then that second year of life, 12 months to 24 months, they can tolerate about four to six hours of awake time, which is about one nap per day. So again, this is a very um, variable guideline. Um, but, but it's a good one to follow because especially the younger they are, the more, I would say the more important it is, the older they get, the more flexible you can be with this. Um, and it's also important to remember that if you are consistent and, and your kiddos are getting consistent naps, it's okay to veer away from the schedule every now and again. They're much more adaptable to come back to the schedule if you've been consistent, um, for most of the time. Yeah, you kind of built in that resiliency. Right. Awesome. That's super helpful. And we can type up some of this, you guys. And obviously, I'll be giving you the resources of how to connect with Stephanie and get some of the information that we're talking about today. Um, so another question that occurred to me when you were sharing the different guidelines, had a mom just this past week who was talking about um, her kiddo seems like they're starting to get their days and nights mixed up. Do you run into that a lot? Yeah, that's really common with newborns. Um, and I think it's just important to really focus on the amount of light during the day and the lack of light at night, uh, the quiet time at night and the busyness of during the day. So when, when kiddos are mixed up, you know, and again, this is really common in the newborn phase and they, they tend to write themselves relatively quickly and without a whole lot of intervention from us. But I would suggest that I always suggest to my parents that they use blackout curtains um, for naps and those early morning wake-ups to prevent those early morning wake-ups. They're, they're a lifesaver. Um, and if that's something that you just can't afford right now, I, I, don't think there's any shame in putting tinfoil on the windows or dark, dark sheets, whatever you have to do to block that light out of that nursery. Um, I would highly encourage you to do that. So making sure that the, the night scenario is very different than the day, the daytime scenario. Um, and again, the busyness of the house and the noise that's happening and the dogs barking and the mailman's ringing the doorbell and 
Amazon packages are being delivered and the sun is shining brightly, all the windows are open. Um, it really helps them to learn the difference between that consolidated sleep at night and the naps during the day. That definitely makes sense. And I know we got blackout curtains for the kids' rooms. Um, and I know they had them on Amazon for like $13 a panel. So hopefully people can find something affordable with that because that is a huge suggestion. And for kids and adults, you know, studies show that having darkness, like true darkness to sleep well is pretty important, especially when they're in the middle of the summer and it's light out before 5 a.m., so I know something I struggled with when my kiddos were little. I wish you were doing this then. Um, and <laughs> I hear it from moms all the time, you know, especially with people being so nervous about the cried out method, like you mentioned. Um, but when is it, like, when should we stop feeding them in the middle of the night? Like, I just, I, that was a, like, you think they're genuinely hungry and they're screaming and you just want to go back to sleep. And so you just nurse them. So they go back to sleep. Like when is it truly healthy and, and normal for them to be sleeping through the night and not need that middle of the night feeding? That's an excellent question. And a lot of parents are concerned about that. Provided a kiddo is uh, up to where he should be or she should be on the weight chart, and there are no concerns about weight gain, they continue to gain weight and they're eating and they're healthy, all of those things um, are in place, four months, there's no longer a biological need uh, for a baby to eat beyond, in the middle of the night beyond four months. So to a lot of, so that's when sleep training can actually really start. I do offer um, two packages prior to that age range. One is my expectant parent package and the other is my newborn package. Those packages don't really include sleep training per se because they're too little. You cannot sleep train a newborn. However, you can get them on the right path to getting good sleep and you can start these habits early on so that it's a lot easier and it might prevent the need for even... Um, to even have any sleep training because these habits have been established. So four months is really the age when if everything is on track and they are at the weight that they need to be and the pediatrician gives the okay, there is no longer a biological need for a child to be waking in the night uh, to eat. Again, provided they're getting enough during the day. So I know for breastfeeding mamas, this is a big deal. They, they think that there's no way their baby is ready to sleep through the night at four months because this baby is waking four, five, six times in the night, being offered the breast and, and eating, or so the mama thinks the baby's eating, and going back to sleep. Well, what we teach is that what we're trying to do is eliminate sleep props, and the breast has become a sleep prop. So this baby is not necessarily hungry. It could, the baby could be hungry. So we explore all of this in detail when, when, I'm, when I'm supporting parents. But it's very common that the child is not waking out of hunger. Those cues for hunger and sleep are very similar. Um, and so we just automatically offer the breast and that's soothing for the baby and the baby goes right back to sleep. So we talk a lot about that. We also do a lot of uh, sleep education in the beginning of our, my work with clients. And we talk a lot about the different sleep cycles and how that changes as a baby grows older and the importance of each cycle of sleep. 
Um, so there, there's a lot that goes into all of that and a lot of education that, that I help parents to understand in terms of the sleep cycles and why, why people, babies and people wake in the night in the first place. Well, I'm sure like a lot of the clients I work with, you know, moms have tons of questions about their ab separation and diastasis or leaking and things like that. And there's so much information out there. Like you said, there's so many books on sleep and babies and getting your baby to sleep through the night. And I've read several of them. Um, anyway, so don't laugh at me. Um, I partly blame you for not helping me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's my yeah, fault. Of course. Um, so anyway, um, so I know that it makes a huge difference to my clients when they come in and they can hear for themselves, like you said, with that education, specifically what's going on with their, their body, what their body needs to heal their abs, what their body needs so that they don't have to leak because so much information gets overwhelming and they don't know where to start. Do you find that similar with the sleep stuff? Like they just don't know, well, that might not apply to my baby or, well, what about this and this and this? And so you can step in and give all that education of like, these are the norms. Here's what I see with your baby. Here's the situation for, you know, I've worked with all these babies that are just like your baby. Do you find that that's one of the main things the moms need more so even than the logistics of what to do? Well, 100%. I mean, I definitely think both parts of the support that I provide are equally as important. But, but yes, I mean, how do you decipher from baby wise to the no cry solution from Ferber to everything your pediatrician tells you, all of your friends have done it differently and they all have advice and your mother-in-law knows exactly what to do. And of course your mom knows exactly what to do. So, I mean, you have all of these people giving you all of these different pieces of advice and you're sleep deprived. So how can you even consolidate any of that information into anything that makes sense? So I think that, that once parents, you know, decide to hire a sleep consultant, they just really are at the point where they need someone to, yes, educate them so that they understand the importance of sleep and the different sleep cycles and why people wake in the night and all of those things and provide them with a step-by-step customized plan that fits into their values and their parenting philosophies and what to do to get their child to sleep through the night. Awesome. Yeah, I think I think being able to have somebody, you know, speak to you about your life and your situation. And again, being able to, a book can't incorporate my own values. A book can't modify for the fact that baby did start out behind weight, or maybe baby was born a month early, or you know, books, and then you think everything's out the window because your situation's different. And like I, I run into that with clients too, just about their bodies and getting back to, well, I did this before. And with your packages and things, like, is it, is it similar in that I tell clients, like if, if the ideal situation would be to get a checkup before you have the baby and then a checkup after baby number one, and then, you know, you'll know what to do so much more and know your body so much more. They're a lot more inclined to be able to heal, to know themselves, to get back to activities faster, to not need as much care. Is it similar in that if clients um, and parents get more education 
sooner, they can preempt some of the bad habits and not even need as many services from you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, that's reflected in my pricing. You know, the expectant parent package is much less, you know, about half, a little less than half than my um, baby package. Because if I'm working with a family that has a baby and that age range is about five to nine months, 12 months, that baby has already is already well established with these sleep props. So customizing their plan is going to take more work than it is just to educate a family on the importance of, you know, not depending on sleep props and, and trying to teach their, their kiddo independent sleep skills right from the get go. Again, that's not sleep training a newborn because that's not appropriate. We, we go to newborns when they cry. That is certainly something that I, and I feel very strongly about. Um, but if we can, like you said, prevent these bad habits from forming in the first place, bringing baby to bed with us and um, nursing while we're sleeping because we are so exhausted and just praying that they'll go back to sleep and those kind of things, um, then it's it's much easier in the long run. And yes, they very well may not need a customized sleep plan going forward. Well, I know one thing you and I have talked about and that is important to both of us and that we both try really hard to do in our practices is to make sure that new moms don't feel judged. And I think, I really think there are very few hard things harder in the, you know, you could be a POW or something horrific or a refugee or something really horrific, but in the general realm of our Western culture, I think there are very few things harder than becoming a new mom, like, and, and a parent in general, dads too. I don't mean to leave you guys out, but in terms of second guessing everything you ever thought you knew in terms of second guessing every decision you make, and is it me? Am I sleep deprived? Am I hormonal? Is it, you know, all of these questions that run rampant in minds. And so, you know, I have a phrase I kind of joke with moms about like, can you guys please stop shooting all over yourselves? Like the last thing I want when I give them guidelines or homework or information about their body is for that to turn into a certain should for them. Now, of course, some of the stuff you're going to teach them might involve them changing some choices they've made. But what are some of the ways that like, I think sometimes women are nervous about coming into me because they don't want to hear any bad news. They'd rather just hope it's going to get better on its own. But like you said, then that ends up further down the road and more help needed, things like that. So what are some of the ways that you help new moms and new parents feel comfortable about calling when they might maybe be nervous or skeptical about, oh, she's going to make me not co-sleep or, oh, she's going to make me cry it out or she's going to tell me I have to do such and have to do this. Like what are some of the ways you set women at ease and mom parents at ease about that stuff? Well, you're right. I mean, everybody knows that parenting is the hardest job on the planet. Um, There are so many different philosophies out there and so many opinions, so many moms groups. Uh, which are great. And you can find a lot of support in those groups, but you can also find a lot of judgments. And 
like you said, Amy, we both strive to make sure that the parents that we work with do not feel that judgment. Um, there is certainly no one way to raise children uh, that is the right way. We have to do what we are comfortable with. Um, and I make sure that parents know that right from the get-go. If they really believe in attachment parenting and they're terrified about letting their child cry ever, then we have conversations around that. Um, and, and often, not often, but if there, you know, there are a couple of times I have told clients that sleep training might not, not be something that, that is going to jive with their parenting philosophy. For example, um, they, one in particular, one couple in particular that I'm thinking about was very adamant that they would not allow their kid to cry at all. So although my methods are not crying it out at all, this is not a Ferber sleep training camp. Um, sleep training involves some amount of crying and that is your baby's way of protesting change. We all protest change. Change is hard. So, you know, for your baby to grow accustomed to whatever sleep prop they have become dependent upon, let's say it's nursing and rocking, you know, for them to fall asleep at the breast and the comfort and warmth of their mother's arms, listening to her, her heartbeat and her breath go in and out of her chest and then all of a sudden they find themselves in this dark, hard mattress crib, you know, they're not going to like that. And their way of saying, hey, I don't like this is crying. However, if given, you know, if, if, if parents remain consistent, then that crying becomes less and less very, very quickly. And you see great, great improvements in everything your baby is doing. I mean, they become happier than you've ever seen them. They wake up not crying. They wake up with a smile on their face and they lay in their crib and they coo for a while before you come and get them. And they, they're just happier. Everyone needs that, that uninterrupted sleep. So we're really giving them a gift by teaching them these independent sleep skills. Well, but I, I, I kind of, sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought going into all of that because I am so passionate about it. But so it, when that's the case and a parent says, I am not comfortable with my baby crying at all ever, and I will do everything I can to prevent that crying, I tell them that is 100% okay. That is your, your choice. There is nothing wrong with that in, in my opinion, but I don't think that, that our time will be well spent together. And so if, if that changes for you, please feel free to reach out again for some support. But if not, then, then I don't, you know, I'm not able to help you. And, and that's how I kind of deal with that. Um, no judgment, your child, your way, but I'm not, it's not something that's going to work out. Yeah. Well, and I know another thing we both do in our practices is offer free discovery sessions. So, I mean, I do mine, <laughs> my little spiel is, you know, most women have never even heard of pelvic physical therapy. Right. And if they've heard of it, they still have no idea for sure if they need it or what it helps with. And even if they know they for sure need pelvic physical therapy, they still don't know what's going to happen when they walk in the door. And that's just a really horrible space to be in to try to make a decision about your health. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your discovery session and why you do it? 
Yeah. So, you know, in the training that I received as a sleep consultant, it suggested that we do a 15 minute discovery call with clients to make sure that it's a good fit. It's something that they, they are really needing and, and want to do um, to give a little bit of education around how it all works. Um, but I decided in my practice to increase that discovery call to 30 minutes because I really want to make sure that parents are 100% on board. They are 100% comfortable. They really understand the process, what the follow-up support looks like. Um, and so I can get a thorough understanding of their challenges. So when I go to customize their sleep plan, I can really do so in a manner that will speak to exactly what they are um, facing. So we talk a lot about, you know, whatever it is the parent needs to talk about. I don't have a set script for my discovery calls. It's very impromptu. It is totally dependent upon what the parents um, are curious about and answering their questions, calming any fears that they may have, talking about um, the different methods that, that I use and really just leaving it kind of open-ended so that they can, they can feel confident moving forward that this is something that they really want to do. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Providing some education and support and helping them make a much better informed decision about what's right for them. Um, awesome. I love it. Um, so speaking of which, why don't you tell us a little bit about, um, I know you kind of have some packages set up, but that you also do customize it. So between the sleep training and love and logic, why don't you tell us a little bit about the services you offer? Sure. So there are several different packages available to families um, when it comes to the, the sleep support. Um, I have a package for expectant parents, one for newborns, age that's for babies ages 0 to 16 weeks. Uh, my baby's package applies to 16-weekers to 15-month-olds. Then I also work with parents who have toddlers who are still sleeping in their bed, and they're kind of done with their kids being in their bed. <laughs> so I help them transition those kiddos out of their bed into their own bed in their own room. Um, and then the, that package applies to kiddos who are 16 months to 35 months. And then preschoolers, three years to five years is a separate package. All of the packages are very similar in what is offered. They all include, um, the, all of, uh, will send parents a comprehensive questionnaire about their children's sleep habits and routines. Um, that will be filled out prior to our hour-long consultation. I will evaluate that questionnaire, and I will use that to... Uh, create their customized sleep plan. Then we have a 60-minute consultation. It can take place over um, a video platform if they if that if they're most comfortable with that. It can take place over the phone if they're local to the Denver area. I'm happy to do it in person. Um, so there there are several different uh, ways that that can happen. We talk about. Um, sleep education during that consultation. We talk about the specific sleep strategies that they'll be using to, to help sleep train their kiddos. Um, we'll talk about current or potential problems uh, that they might encounter, bedtime, nap time, night wakings, um, and any other specific challenges they may be experiencing. Uh, then they do receive that customized sleep plan that they can 
follow step-by-step step throughout their sleep training time. Um, I also ask them to fill out a sleep log uh, during our work together so that I can evaluate that sleep log and, and identify any potential pitfalls or um, challenges that may be arising or that I can see could arise um, even if they haven't arisen yet. So um, each package also includes four follow-up calls within our first week of support. Those are about 20 to 30 minutes each. Uh, the second week of support includes one follow-up call and unlimited emails, and then also a goodbye call that we make sure that everything is going well and parents feel comfortable. Um, I also send out a, a Sweet Dreams package afterwards. It's an email with other helpful tips on travel, daytime savings, uh, daylight savings time, how to kind of switch kiddos during that time. Um, and so that's, that's what the packages for the sleep training include. There is, um, you know, there are other add-ons that can be added. If, if parents are local, I do offer a half night of support um, where I actually will come to your house and help you that first night. I will not do it for you because I don't think that's the best way to teach people. I think that um, having them do it and helping them through the process is a better way of uh, helping people. So, but I'm happy to do that and come in and support for that first, um, that first night, which is often the hardest. Um, there's also, I also have tech support that parents can add on so they can text me during those, those times that seem to be difficult, like bedtime or nap time. Additional week of support is available and then uh, other follow-up calls can be added to the packages. So that's pretty much yeah. how all of the packages are designed. Well, I'm sure a lot of that info is on your website too, which will connect everybody with Yes. Um, yeah. And of course, they can ask more about what they're going to need in a discovery call, right? Exactly. Absolutely. All of this has gone over in detail. I also have a document that I send parents um, once they commit to working with me about all of this follow-up support, exactly what they can expect. Well, you guys might have picked up on the fact that she mentioned Denver and what she was just sharing, which sucks. I've tried to talk her into uh, moving here, especially into my new space when that opens, but uh, it's not going to happen for now anyway. But the great news is you can do, other than obviously the chance to come support them during um, that first night, everything else can easily be done. You've already worked with a couple of my clients. Um, so all of this can be done via phone and Skype calls and conference calls like this, right? Exactly. Yep, yeah, that's the beauty of it. I can work with parents all over the world. When you mentioned helping parents, even with toddlers, who they're now done loving sharing their bed with, um, what about families with multiple kiddos? Do you ever combine services to provide the sleep training and love and logic help? Absolutely. And that was, you know, kind of the intent when I added the sleep consultation that, you know, getting kiddos to sleep through the night can be difficult. And then as soon as we have that down, you know, about six months or so, they're all their little needs start turning into wants. And so how do we curb that? How do we decipher between needs and wants? And how do we set limits for a six month old? And how do we start those good habits, getting kids to listen the first time we ask them to do something right from the get go, instead of waiting until they're 
their three or four, you know, everyone always says terrible twos. I think it's terrible threes. I think three is the age where it is absolutely three. Yeah. They're so much more defiant and independent. Yeah, that's right. When they really start exerting that, that independence. So, so, so yes, I do. I do combine the, the packages and I'll, I'll customize it. I mean, it will depend on what parents need. So a little bit about the love and logic. Um, I've taught love and logic through, um, I've done classes in a group setting and I've done uh, the private coaching for about 13 years now. And the way that, that that works is I, I have the early childhood magic curriculum, which is designed for children zero to uh, six years. And it's a five week class, two hours each week. And there's a workbook that goes along with it. The beauty of the class and taking it in that format is that, and if you do the entire, the entire course is that you've got a week to practice the techniques that we go over. And then we come back together in a week and discuss how it worked. If it didn't work, why it might not have worked and how to kind of perfect those techniques. So it's, it's done relatively slowly over the course of five weeks. Um, but the, but the, um, so I, I do offer that class. Um, obviously that will, will need to be local unless I haven't figured out a way how to do it over Skype, to be honest. Um, because there are so the, the individualized plan for say they're, say they do have a toddler and they're having trouble with boundaries and listening. Um, you can still do that type of coaching over the phone, right? Yeah. And I do that. That is, if there are just a few challenges that parents are facing and they, they don't really think they need the entire course. And I don't really think they need the entire course. We can just tweak a couple of things. They've got some good things down already. Yes. Then, then I, I can absolutely do that private coaching over the phone or through um, zoom or Skype. And so that, that can be customized. So that's, that's what I mean when we kind of talk about everything. And so if they have a newborn and a, a two-year-old or a three-year-old, and all of a sudden this perfect, used to be perfect two or three-year-old is acting crazy because of course now there's this new baby that's taking mommy and daddy's attention away. What do, what do I do with this? Then we can absolutely add a couple hours of love and logic onto any sleep packages if, if they're interested in um, a sleep package for the newborn, but they want to also learn about dealing with their toddler's anxiety around adding this new little member to their family. That's awesome. Obviously I'm a big fan of the love and logic stuff and it, you guys, it, you know, we were talking yesterday about my 11 year old. So, I mean, it really applies. It's stuff that you will use. And I remember when I was first reading it and learning about it, more Trevor was probably got five maybe four or five uh, which would have made Taylor six or seven and um, it just you don't have to yell anymore and you don't reach well if you keep using it you don't reach your wits end and I remember telling people like it just puts the joy back in parenting and um, one of my favorite things about it I think is just teaching kiddos that it's their choices and their consequences. And it's not that you're the evil parent indicting, you know, punishment on them or um, that you're just mean. And so that's why these things happen. Um, 
it's their choice and then they make that choice. I remember having a lot of fun with it too and the kids are small like okay do you want to hop across the parking lot or do you just want to walk across the parking lot and you just give them choices all day long and they're freaking exhausted of choices and when you finally tell them to do something they just do it because they're so done making choices um, but also when you know they make a poor choice it's reflected of their choices why you know a b and c is now going to happen rather than they did something and then they just perceived that they're being punished um so it's i can't you know it's way too late for me on the sleep training but it is never too late on love and logic and i freaking love that stuff um all right lady well we have covered a ton of stuff um, I know you've got a very special deal for our listeners. And so why don't you tell them a little bit? It's it's short-lived, you guys. You're going to have to get a discovery call booked in quick. Like, obviously, you're more than entitled to that. Everyone's entitled to the free discovery call. But um, And, of course, you would want to do that before you'd be expected to make any kind of decision. But tell them about the special offer you've got for them, Steph. Okay, so I have decided to offer my sleep packages to all of you for 50% off. It's uh, for a very limited time. It's good through August 15th. And what that means is if you book a, a discovery call by um, August 15th, and you can do that on my website, which is happinessisgoodsleep.com. It's all right there. Um, you can see the packages, how much it would cost, take 50% off of that and, and book that discovery call. Let me know that you heard about happiness is good sleep through the moment of truth podcast or any of the other advertising that Amy is so graciously helping me with. Uh, and then you will automatically qualify for that 50% off. Um, it is only good through August 15th. So go ahead and look at my website as soon as you get a chance and see if it's something that you're interested in. And we can get you sleeping through the night sooner than you could even imagine. Well, we'll post, we'll post your website and we'll post all those links and everything to the discovery call and all of that stuff with the podcast that'll be going out here. So yeah, you guys, you just have to get that discovery call booked by the 15th. So, um, and I'm sure if you reach out to Steph and make an arrangement, um, she'll make sure everyone can fit in that wants to get in on that special deal um, things are crazy with back to school right now. So what better time? You're already shifting routines. You're already changing things up. What better time to get more sleep, right? And like I said, there's also the love and logic stuff. Um, so check out that information. And you can um, look up those books and things too. I just, um, you know, luckily she's my sister and call and ask her. But it's so helpful to verbally like work through a specific scenario that you're dealing with because the book will give you all kinds of good tips and tools it's very practical but being able to have that individualized coaching of like all right well this is the number one thing you know we're constantly fighting over mealtime or I'm you know they're never following through on chores and I'm having trouble coming up with a consistent boundary like that's the kind of stuff that I think is so great to work through with an individual coach. So we'll have all of her stuff linked and um, I'm so glad we were able to do this today. Um, and you guys shall also be coming down to Phoenix specifically um, several times a year when we get into the new space and we can be having some of these sleep workshops and love and logic workshops. So I'm really excited. We will be bringing that to you guys. So stay tuned for more about all of that. But 
in the meantime, my final question I always love to ask, um, one of my favorite things is talking about helping women thrive, not just sort of live or survive um, through whatever physical things they've got going on and parenting and motherhood and all of that. But um, what are some of the ways you really feel like your work helps people thrive? That's a great question. And I think that that's a really great goal for you and your work with, with women. Um, yeah, it's real easy to just survive through this life. But when we're really thriving is when we really feel like our lives matter and we're, we're able to make a difference. Um, I would say, you know, the work that I do with families is twofold. Obviously, the, the sleep is paramount. When we are well rested, we can do anything and we can do it well. But when we're not, everything seems like an insurmountable task. So being able to give parents and babies alike and children the gift of that consolidated uninterrupted sleep um, and those skills that they'll need throughout their lifetime, I mean, this will serve them forever. It really truly is a gift, um, is absolutely a way in which I help women thrive. Because again, if you're getting the amount of sleep that you need and your children are also getting the amount of sleep they need. Everybody is happier. The household functions more smoothly and life is just better. Uh, and then of course with the love and logic, it's true. Love and logic really does help families put the fun back into parenting. Parenting does not have to be this, this super hard isolative journey. Um, when we can lean on others and get the support of a specific philosophy that really resonates with what we want and how we want to raise our children, uh, it can help our lives improve dramatically and the lives of our children. And of course, that's really all we want as parents. Definitely. That is an awesome spot to end on. So you guys will have all of the links for her website and the discovery call, which you can schedule online and all of those things. So um, please check that out, and thanks for listening to another episode of Bellies, Babies, and Birth. Get some great sleep, you guys.